everybody. Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. How are you? Thanks so much for joining us today. We have our last, for now anyway, sequel trilogy character discussion, and we have reached Kylo Ren, a.k.a. Ben Solo. Uh, so we're going to talk about him uh, from mm. TFA through The Rise of Skywalker. We're not predating it with any of the Rise of Kylo Ren stuff at this point because that run's not done. Just uh, bookending with the movies at this point. Um, so, uh, we'll get into that discussion a bit later. Uh, but first, uh, just want to, as always, bring in James and Lacey guys. How's it going? Uh, the, the Bob Iger call came and went. We're still, our eye is on project luminous, but are you excited to talk about, uh, Adam driver's gift to the star Wars saga? That is Kylo Ren. His gift, his gift. Can we talk about SNL too? Yeah. <laughs> did you did you like the the sequel? Did you see that? Did you watch it? Uh, it wasn't okay, as good. Boomer. It seemed like they were reaching. I agree. I didn't think it was as good either. I don't know. I think anything like that has a hard time living up to the original because everybody. I mean, we've been talking about Matt, the radar technician, for a long time, and we've relived it and laughed at it so many times. And then yeah. they're like, "Cool, I can't wait to cram." all of those feelings over the past few years into this one night when I watch this skit and see if it's the, if if I get the same thing out of it over, after all those years, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously it's not going to do that. Uh, I I'm thought just, his monologue was the best part of the whole show. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. I didn't think the show overall was all that good. I thought his opening was the best part Yeah, I thought where that was he was just good. being himself. Yeah. I love I haven't his, watched all of it. I loved his little like jab at, Star Wars fans, sensitive Star Wars fans. Yeah. <laughs> when he's like, no offense. And he looks directly at the camera. So it's funny how he's not on social media, but he's fully aware of how insane we all are. But oh, yeah. is that how you took that? I didn't take it that way. Oh, yeah. He was definitely joking around. Like, I thought fun. he was calling the guy like a nerd. Like you're a star. You look like a Star camera, Wars though. fan. No offense. He looked it, at the camera like, when he said it. If he didn't look at the camera, I would say yes, but he looked directly at the camera like when you break the fourth wall talking to the audience and said no offense to like all Star Wars fans. I guess. I don't but know. anyway, um, I'm just surprised he did it though. So I felt like he just like, all right, that's over there now. Yeah. But he did. So that was cool enough that he did it. But um, we'll get to him later. James, you gonna wear that mask during the discussion? I didn't by get the way? to answer. You didn't. I didn't get to answer that question. You just. You did. But yeah, go ahead. Of how I feel about this conversation. Oh, okay. Yes. Go ahead. I'm nervous. Okay. That's my answer. Well, we'll make sure it's fun for everybody as always. Yeah. James, you gonna wear the mask the whole time? Pop that baby on. Part of it, probably. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, or maybe smash it halfway through if you get uh, upset enough, like he didn't. It's already it. been smashed. But smash it again. No, All right, man. All right, Will of the Force, James. We got uh, some good stuff, right? So let's fire up, cheer it, Imway. I fear nothing for all this, as the Force wills it. Good to see you, cheer. Always love you being around. Um, got a couple questions uh, that I thought we, I, we would discuss or I'd ask you guys, get a little bit of your answers from this. So let's start off with this first one. And it has to do with uh, a little bit of Solo, a little bit of uh, Chewie. 
Um, will we see Jonas Suotomo return as Chewbacca in some capacity in the next five years? That's the line. Five years. Now, if you guys, either one of you answers yes to this question, you got to answer a follow-up question, which is, will it be a follow-up to Solo or something else specifically? So if we're going to see him, which one do you think he's going to show up Is in? that in the notes? Let me Let me double check. Is that second question in the notes? It says, if you answer yes, will it be in a solo follow-up or something else? Well, that was a late addition. All right. Was it? No. I guess so. Go ahead. Nope. Okay. Uh, Well, I'll give Lacey a little bit of time to think about it since the late edition, uh, which is the name of my talk show. Um, (laughs) John, what do you got? Real quick, man. The answer, it's all, I'm all about positivity right now. The answer is yes, we will. And it will be in a solo follow-up for Disney Plus. A solo series. Um, that's what they'll call it. They'll call it Disney Plus a solo series. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. In next five years, Jonas, without a doubt. Best ambassador of the franchise right now. Uh, he's lighting it up on social media. Coming back as Chewy within five years, without a doubt. And give me that solo follow-up. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm with you, John. I'm going to go yes and solo follow-up as well. Because I think that it's too good of an asset you know, you got, you got the guy and I, I'm not normally that person, um, when it comes to like, well, you know, Ewan McGregor, you got to use him while he's the age that he is or whatever. <laughs> but, um, I don't think there's a reason to tell a story, but I do say that Chewbacca is something bigger than like a human character. He's this like, it's like saying like, you're not going to have R2 in star Wars or something. Um, so I think they're going to use him and if they're going to use him, he's got to be with Han. So, um, I think there's a pretty good chance that we might um, see this back. Lacey, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's great. And I think it will be in a solo project. Hey. Great. Right, six, for, six, for six. six <laughs> for six. Yeah. Cause it's a two parter. Oh, gotcha. A lot of points. All right. Um, we got another one coming. Uh, this, question was actually submitted by one of our patrons uh, and it comes from general jg cars so general i uh want to read this question for us it's will we see the characters of resistance star wars resistance the animated show crossover into future tv shows or movies now Lacey, this one i'm starting off with you no i don't think we will i i don't think uh despite the diehard Star Wars fans that love that show, I don't think it performed well. Otherwise, they'd be making tons of more seasons. And I don't think that show resonated with a lot of people. So, no, I don't think so. John, what do you think? I'm going to say yes, um, only because we've seen animated shows come back after years and years and years, even though the Clone Wars was more well-received by fans. But they could be any series that takes place after the timeline of the sequel trilogy, and you could bop one of these characters in there. So I think there's a... I mean, they even put them in as cameos in The Rise of Skywalker in, in so many ways. So I think there's a chance one of them, a Yeager or a Kaz or somebody, or Captain Doza, my, my dude, can pop in somewhere uh, in a future animated show, even if it's a small bit. Um, I'm with Lacey. I... I... I don't really know about the whole like underperformed because I think that's true, but also the way it was kind of painted as like, this is just this story. 
And when I did my like review of the series or whatever, I really kind of, when you look at it as a whole, it really comes to the conclusion that the only character that even has a chance to carry over into future projects is Kaz. Because Kaz was assigned to this group of people. He went and he helped that group of people. And then he came back to the resistance. And it shows in the movie that, you know, he's got maybe some other people were there too. But I think overall the, the whole thing is all of that stuff that happened in that story is, is over there. And I think that they're just going to go ahead and just keep it over there. Um, because it doesn't hurt the larger story that, you know, well, whatever happened to hype phase on it's like, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. he's That's not fair. important to the core of the story sure, or whatever. Sure. So, um, all right. The next one is will Taika Waititi, uh, be announced as the director of the next Star Wars film slated for 2020. We're hearing a lot of rumors. John, do you believe any of them? You go first. I go first. I yep. say, oh, this is hard. I say, I, I'm going to say yes. I, even though I, I don't know that I want it. I, is it just I think, a feeling, an instinct? Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't explain it, but I just put my gun to, no, I what now? Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll say this. I, I just think it's one of those things like, uh, the, the, um, Kevin Feige, you know, set up. It just seems that he's in too good of a position right now to not be someone that they would try to win over fans and be like, Hey, maybe you did. Maybe you didn't like our last movie or, or what we've been doing, but we're bringing in Taika Waititi. And I think that could really help. So anybody with that type of, uh, um, fan base would be good. You want Lacey to go or what do you think? Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. I think that he will be announced. I don't think this rumor came out of nowhere. I think he's, you know, he did stuff with the Mandalorian. They probably, it was probably kind of like a test to see how you'd work with Lucasfilm and those type of processes that are a little bit different than Marvel and other movie productions. Um, They seem to really like him. He brings a certain different outlook and, and comedy chops and all these other things that really are the best part of Star Wars sometimes are the funny moments. So uh, I would say, yes, I think he is going to do it. Okay. I'm going to agree with you guys. Um, I think so too, for the reasons you said, and also like they gave him the final chapter of the Mandalorian, which is putting a lot of confidence in somebody, even though he's established in his own right. But then you add, and you know, while he does funny, I feel like that episode or that chapter had a lot of emotional weights and a lot of emotional beats to it. And it felt like good Star Wars to me. So um, he's proven he can direct Star Wars. And then you got, like Lacey said about Thor Ragnarok, and you got uh, Jojo Rabbit, which is a, a critical success and just doing well in its own right financially and with fans. Um, people seem to love the guy. He's a PR dream. You can easily see him directing a Star Wars movie and just dazzling late night shows talking about his upcoming Star Wars project. I feel like they want to get a little weirder with Star Wars now that they just did the kind of safe ending, landing the ship. So all those things point to me thinking that this could very well be the case. So, um, And I think I'd be interested in the idea of it. So I say yes too. All right. So we actually all agreed on that one. That's cool. 
Um, last question though, and we'll see if we all agree here. This one's this one's a good one. You guys ready? Uh, it actually came from one of our patrons, Major Stephen Bowman, and Stephen wanted Steve. to know. Will George Lucas ever return to a Star Wars in a creative capacity? Hmm. Do you think George Lucas will ever come back to Star Wars? Let's go. Um, I don't know. Let's go with John. Let's just start this off. No. Nope. No. Not, that's it. That's no. it. That's right. it. Lacey, no. What do no. you think? No, she said no. He's out. I, I think I, I think I go no too. <laughs> <laughs> he would have um, already, I think, if he did. He's gonna be seventy six in May. He's been, he's been. Well, we heard the rumor. I don't think he's we heard, a while. I don't know. We heard the rumor recently that he would come back. Is it? Am I crazy that he would come back? If he was given full control of his property no, or something, no no, 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 I don't know where that came from. Yeah, okay. I, I, I think I, I don't know where I saw that. That might have even been. I don't I know where I saw. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Um. Uh, that's it then for Will of the Force. <laughs> well, we were all we all agreed on that one too. So that's yep. good. No, no, and yep. no. I want to know what Steven thinks. Like, did he ask? Because uh-huh. he thinks he will. You know. Um, I bet Steven hopes, but he knows in his heart that it probably isn't going to happen. Star Wars is all about hope. George That's Lucas right. is built on hope. All right. Actually, uh, what was delivered to Princess Leia was a card that said, do you think George Lucas will come back? <laughs> she said hope. <laughs> she said hope. Yeah. No. Really? I know. Really going with this one. Yeah. Yeah. I got more. 10 more. You want more? Yeah, go ahead. No, I got, I got no more I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Let's do the Patreon pod race. All right, guys. It's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are multiple ways that you can support us outside of watching the episode, listening to the episode, liking, commenting, subscribing, etc. And one of the ways is on Patreon. Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, multiple tiers starting at $2 a month, about a cup of coffee a month. We put up new content daily, if not every other day, from behind-the-scenes stuff to mini-episodes to polls and all different kinds of cool stuff. But if you're a general for us, the top tier, you get to be a part of the Patreon pod race. So this is where we give them 60 seconds of the show to give us their input on a certain topic. And this episode is for General Mello in España. And his question was... Now that his story is complete, how does Kylo Ren stack up to the other villains in Star Wars history? So, Mello, take it away. Hello, guys, and greetings from España. Well, this is going to be one of my hot takes because uh, I don't see Kylo as a villain at all. If I were to rank him, I would just rank him above Hux, and Hux is my bottom Star Wars villain. And uh, why? Well, look at Tarkin. Tarkin, for me, is the top. He's villainy personified. The man destroyed Alderaan like he was just passing a memo. Kylo, Kylo, he is angry, yes. He destroyed and killed a lot of people, yes. But he was misunderstood. He was misguided. He was tricked into many things. 
And at the end, he came back, reading himself, and was able to help Ray to, you know, to win the day. Still, one of the best characters of the sequel trilogy, so... Um, nothing against him, but I don't see him as a villain. Uh, he always is going to be, you know, an anti-hero and Lacey's soft boy. That's all I have. Be well or just honest. All right. I'm not going to lie. I, that answer caught me off guard knowing Mello because I've known him for a little bit now. Uh, John, what did you think? That Patreon pod race caught me off guard. I think uh, Mello has always been busting chops about his death and he's going to die and he deserves it and all this stuff. And he totally flipped the coin here and he's like, hey, he was an anti-hero and he wasn't really a villain. So I, I'm shocked that uh, you gave you went that angle. But with that said, you gave good reasons. Um, you brought up Tarkin and how he was kind of uh, more of your stock, uh, you know, like I am an evil type of guy. And maybe that's who Moff Gideon's going to be. Um, I, I, I just uh, found it interesting that you went that route with it. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to say, but um, thanks as always, Mello. Uh, you always do a good job on these. Um, what kind of dog do you have back there? Heard the dog barking. I love dogs. I need to know what kind of dog it is. So we have to talk about that. Stop sending me pictures of your food around lunchtime because I get hungry. But thank you for being a general. You've been supporting us for a long time. You're the man. We've hung out many times. Not many times. We hung out and we'll see a celebration <laughs> and we'll hang out many times then. So thanks, buddy. James? Um, I think your answer, Mello, was a very Star Warsy answer. And when I say that, it's because I think in my head what I know is going to happen. <laughs> I knew what you were going to say, Mello. I had it all planned out. And then guess what? It wasn't that at all. But I still liked it. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I thought it would only work one way. Him uh, thinking he was the villain or whatever. But then at the end, you know, you point something out and you have a different, completely different look on it. And, uh, and, and in a lot of ways, I agree with that as well. So it's, it's, you just got to take the story, you know, as it, as it comes. So yeah. Um, good answer. Mello, like I said, was not expecting this answer. However, I was pleasantly surprised. I believe we recorded my response of watching it. So maybe I'll have to send it to you because I was very shocked. Um, I agree with you. I don't think he was a villain. I think if you watch TFA and only TFA, you'd be like, oh, clearly he's a villain. But as the movies went on, you were like, okay, this guy is a softie. That's why I jokingly call him my soft boy because he just, he has a lot of feelings. He's not a bad guy. And we learned that in The Rise of Skywalker. Um, but yeah, thank you for supporting us. And we appreciate it. And you're the best. Um, so yeah, now to John to talk even more about my soft boy with our discussion. It's all connected. Mm. Mello, you set the table, buddy. Um, all right, discussion time. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Kylo Ren, Ben Solo. So when we met Kylo Ren, he murdered Lorsan Tekka, and he ordered the massacre of a Jakku 
village. We knew we had met our new villain in Star Wars. Over the course of the next three movies, we saw a conflict within Kylo Ren as he continued down its path of darkness, which culminated in Leia finally reaching him in her final act, triggering his turn back to the light. So let's talk all about Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, the prince who turned to darkness and back to the light. Uh, I'll start this off by just an overarching feeling about it. I, My favorite character of the sequel trilogy, hands down, uh, I've been saying that for a long time now, and uh, I think Adam Driver might have done the best acting Star Wars has ever seen for a character as a whole. Um, I still think I like Harrison Ford in Empire the best, but overall, I think he just did such a great job with the character and its complexities. Um, I think it shows how good of a character it is when you're kind of in the shadow of Darth Vader, who is known as or thought of as the greatest villain in cinematic history, who transcends movies, and they still pulled it off. They had a character with a red lightsaber in a black mask and a distorted voice, and they still sold it as something different. And I think that's a huge testament to J.J. Abrams for creating the character, where Ryan Johnson took it and where they ended it. And uh, Adam Driver delivering that is a big part of that. So um, I think his that character's addition to the sequel trilogy takes it to a higher level than it may have could it could have been had uh, they not developed it. So I'll start there. And uh, uh, Lacey, why don't you pick up from there? And th- I'm letting James go. I went first on Ray. I'm gonna let James go. Okay. <laughs> I I wanted to since you like him the best, I wanted to give you the opportunity. But James, go ahead. There, I I don't know. I, I similar to all the other discussions that we had. I feel like we're gonna talk about this for a, a, a few minutes here, and and still, it's like there's no way we can even scratch the surface with the character. Yeah. Um, right. because I, I think one of the things still left is a lot of the um stuff that you know they're even talking about in the comics. Like, how did he get here? which is kind of left open in the movies, but I think the movies are trying to focus, like, it doesn't matter. This is where we're starting. We're starting with him in a bad spot um, just so that we can um, lead to the, this uh, sort of redemption arc for him. Um, and I think it, I think they did a pretty good job. I, I don't know that they could have, like, redeemed him mid-Last uh, Jedi. Like, maybe they could have. Um, but uh, it would have been interesting because I still think they kind of had the whole like force awakens. He was bad. Rise of Skywalker. He was good. And then like less Jedi is like the movie that's like, he's messed up and he's trying to figure it all out. Um, but as far as like Adam driver and the character in general, yeah, I think like he's going to be one of those characters that we analyze for years and years and years. Um, especially the people who love last Jedi. I think that's the, I think that's the big win there Mm -hmm. is people, um, enjoying empire strikes back for what it was, which was this like sway on the story, you know? And I think that, uh, making Kylo Ren, who is clearly the villain in the first movie, have this like back and forth with, am I good? Am I bad? Kind of in that movie is, um, probably one of the most interesting. I think it definitely took Kylo Ren, the character to a whole other level. Yeah, I agree. Lacey, you ready? I guess so. All right. So this character is hand down my favorite character. I've said that for a long time. You guys know this. Um, I think Adam Driver, like John said, is the best 
actor they've ever had in Star Wars. He's the most complicated character, complex character, and Adam Driver does it like it's like him walking to the store. Like mm-hmm. it's just like he feels that character. He's talked about it in many interviews how he ch- like felt for Kylo Ren, and he was always portraying him to not be a machine, to be a human that you felt for and it wasn't just going through the motions um i think he's the character that i'm having the toughest time with as we've reached the end of this saga because you know fan expectations versus what we want for the character versus what happened versus what happened before now uh i just am trying to piece it together and figure it out and like james said i think we're going to be talking about him for a long time because a lot of people like myself it's their favorite character. It's John's favorite character. It's the one that when you left TFA, you were like, wow, Ray's awesome, but like that Kylo Ren's a bad guy. And then Last Jedi, you walked out of it being like, what does this even mean? Like it was his movie. I don't care what anybody says. Like he acted the hell out of that movie. Um, and then to go into Last, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, I'm just like, wait, how did we get here? What does this mean? He doesn't talk for the second half of the movie, which we talked about a little bit with Roka. It just doesn't make sense to me. So I jokingly said to these guys uh, that as I kind of went through my thoughts <laughs> in my notebook before this show, because I figured usually I, I talk it through as like, oh, what do I think? But this is one of those times that because I felt like this was such an important topic for me that I'd write out what I thought. I got more and more depressed as the conversation mm. went on in my notes because I was like, this is what I think and this is what I've kind of been avoiding. I'm going to be honest, I've been avoiding thinking about this or talking about this for weeks. And I think that's one of the big critiques I got after the premiere was people were like, why aren't you talking about this? And it's just because I didn't want to. So that being said, I'm going to start at the beginning. Kylo Ren's a great character. He's evil. He kills his dad, who's like the beloved Han Solo. He's obviously getting pulled to the dark and to the light. He has a connection with Rey. Where is it going? Um... I think ultimately I understand where his journey took him and he did the one thing that Anakin couldn't do, which was save the woman that he loved. And that's why the journey went the way that it went. Am I okay with it? (laughs) Just like Ray, probably not, but I understand it. I get it. It's not my character. Um, But I'm not going to lie. This one hurt a lot more than it should for a fictional character. That's fair. I mean, it's it's the Star Wars, you know, people say, you know, it's just a fictional character. But like when you're such big fans like us, you know, this is like our new mythology. And we've, we definitely have vested interests in the fate of these characters and that sort of thing. Sometimes more than the actors themselves, you know. Um, Luke, um, I know Mark Hamill was upset about how his character went and probably more so than people even realize in, in public from what I understand. But you know, Adam Driver was vested in this. He might have been a distant uh, public persona because that's how he is uh, as a person. But I think, like you say, Lacey, he did really care about the character and wanted it to be treated um, as you would treat any character in a story. It just happens to be happening in a, in Star Wars. And I, you know what I find funny, though, now that I'm, you know, six viewings into The Rise of Skywalker, I don't like... Ben Solo at this point because you know he did like some of the marvely moves where he had the lightsaber behind his back and he goes 
and he does all this like the the nod thing and and like all that stuff and they were trying to make him a little Han Solo-y and I get that but it was just so like that where I almost wish he was still like Kylo Ren but just like I'm gonna do it for this team now um and if they were gonna turn him by bringing Palpatine back which I think was the window that opened up to allow his return, his turn to the light, um, because I don't think it works otherwise. I think like the Trevorrow thing, where he's pretty much dark for the most part, because there's no other villain to defeat. Palpatine comes in, that opens the door for the redemption. I, if they were planning to do that, which I wish they were, I wish they did it sooner. At this point, looking back, I wish he did turn. Maybe when he killed Snoke, and they bring Palpatine in, and he's all he's all Ben Solo from the uh, third movie, because I felt like the turn was a little late. Though I. Still love the whole Leia reaching out to him, Han reaching out to him, that thing. I th- thought that was perfect in The Rise of Skywalker. I just wish we got more of Ben Solo at that point because what I got from him was unsatisfying to me. He didn't even really fight Palpatine. Um, his final move, like Lacey said, the sacrifice, giving himself up, knowing he was going to die to transfer full life force to Rey, I think that's a, an awesome thing. And they, but they, imagine the payoff if what happened was what you just said, whereas he was Ben Solo the whole movie. The payoff of him sacrificing himself I agree. would have had way more weight I completely and emotion agree. to it than him just sitting I, there. I couldn't agree more. That's why I, I right now I like Kylo Ren better than Ben Solo because of that. Um, but they didn't do that, so I have to take a I have to try to take what they gave us and embrace that. And one thing I'll say is they. They were able to make it a sacrifice type of thing, but do it differently than Vader. And that's all I really ultimately wanted. You know, if it was him throwing the emperor down a thing and dying, uh, that would have really bothered me. So I'm glad that they did that. Yeah, because he has a lot of time to contemplate the fact that he's made that decision. Yes. Yeah. As he's, he's got probably- the whole car ride over. <laughs> yeah. Or even as he's climbing up out of the thing, like with his broken leg, like. I'm going to do this. You know, he finds her dead and he's like, he looks around as he's holding her and he's like, am I going to do this? You know? And then he gives her his full life force. And I found that interesting, which that whole thing of the force healing we'll get into another time is interesting because Ray didn't hurt her hand. It took his life to give her full life. Like, I don't know that that stuff's kind of interesting to me, but yeah. I just think that the whole time, the whole series, he's battling with this, power versus legacy versus finding your own way versus trying to find someone that understands him and that sense of belonging that we see throughout Star Wars. The whole time, and I've said it on this show too, you're rooting for him to come back to the light because of who his parents are. And yes, they made mistakes and Luke made mistakes and they reached out to him and it didn't work. I just feel like his character had such... A great buildup and then a tragic drop to his death. Like, I didn't get the payoff that I wanted with the character because the beginning half of the character was so great. Is it because he died? It's not because he died. It's just the way he was handled in the last movie. I I will say, you've said that a couple times, that they're not going to kill or, or they're not going to tell a tragic story when it's Han and Leia's son. No, I said, I didn't want that. I didn't say they wouldn't do it. I said, I didn't want that. Okay. I, I guess I just seem to remember like, come on, do you really think they're going to, and then 
like yeah you said that from a tragic story about yeah. han and leia's kid yeah. and i was always on on the depression of that doesn't affect me at all like i'm totally down for the story where you have han and leia have a kid and he turns to the dark side and dies evil like i never had a problem with that at all so mm. so kind of of the perspective of we've gone this whole trilogy caring about or wanting him to be redeemed i was like that i've n- i never felt that i never i was down for the journey whichever way they went but i was never rooting for him to overcome the dark side i'm the same way I never felt that i went for the journey too and it was like whichever way whoever took the story this way, I went with it. Like you said, James, we went for the journey. So when I saw The Last Jedi, I remember you and I talked right after the movie and I'm like, (laughs) he went full bad, man. Like he, he said, I'm going to create a new thing. Join me. And then they even doubled down on that in The Rise of Skywalker, which is like, I did want to take your hand, but Ben's hand, not Kylo Ren's hand. And he was still full Kylo Ren at that point. Like, I will destroy her. I'll destroy you. I'll destroy all of it. And still conflicted, but still dark. And then when they're like, all right, well, Palpatine's coming back. And when I heard that, when I heard the cackle, or when Lacey's like, oh, McDarmid's backstage, and we heard the cackle, I'm like, he's getting redeemed. And then I'm, I go in to watch episode nine. I'm like, I went into episode nine 100% knowing that he was going to die without knowing spoilers. I'm like, there's no chance he's getting out of this movie. So I think maybe that eased that for me where other people went in the opposite thinking like there's 0% chance they're going to kill him. They can't do that. Um, I'm not saying anyone here. I'm saying there are fans who felt that way and then they were absolutely crushed by the uh, by the end of the movie. So I just went for the ride. I think that's the best way to go about it with these Star Wars movies, especially if you care about it as much as we do because um, you won't be as upset, I guess. Just kind of let the director take your hand and take you... Um, on the on the on the journey what i said though is not in contrary to what you guys were saying earlier as far as like i i do think there is there is something that could be really cool about episode eight having that confrontation with han and he turns around and he chucks the saber and then it's like seven you mean credits then, right? what seven you mean not eight not episode eight eight no oh with saying, han Hold on, John. Hear me out. I'll say it again. <laughs> I'm not I'm not uh opposed to what you guys are saying. More time with Ben Solo. It could be really cool. Oh, like yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. if episode 8 ended with that scene with Han and Kylo and he, and you know, Dad and then oh, I know right, right, and then right. he turns around and he chucks it and it's like credits roll over silence or something. I, I don't know. And you're like, "What the heck? Which right. where's it going to go now?" Imagine if nine um, ended with him slicing someone in half and then Ray and him defeating people together. Yeah. I mean, I, like, like I said, I, I guess I could understand someone like, like I think your point is very valid because of the way that you've looked at the character over the last two movies. I mm-hmm. think where I'm coming from, I didn't look at it like that. So I don't see rise of Skywalker the way you do. But mm. when I look at it from your perspective, I'm like, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> I totally it's, get that. Especially because you the, wanted this character to be redeemed and he doesn't even say anything after he gets redeemed. You know, he only has what's the screen time. Someone will catalog it later. But 15 minutes this has been solo. Yeah, Not it's even. also because we learn. And honestly, I've, some of it's outside of movies, but 
we learn, especially in The Last Jedi, like all the terrible stuff that happened to him to get him to this point. Like the whole Luke thing and then Snoke, yeah. you see Snoke abusing him at the beginning of the movie and then at the beginning of The Rise of Skywalker, you learn that the whole time Palpatine's been the one pulling the strings and abusing him and making all these things happen to him that are completely terrible. Which, I agree with again, that. Yeah. You then question, well, why is Kylo going around, going along with it? I don't understand. Like, well, we what said, is going on? We talked about the comics before, and you had a different perspective on it than I did, which I was like, this kid sucks, man. If you remember. I, oh, yeah, when yeah, I'm yeah. Reading I remember because you were, you were, because he was talking to the other Jedi, and he was like, I didn't do any of this, and he got angry or whatever. Right? Yeah, That's and, what you're and about? I wish... In a weird way, we could have this conversation a few months from now when that sure, whole comic can. series is yeah. released. Yeah. But um, I, I think we're, we're just, you know, like at issue two right now or whatever. And, <laughs> and he's still sitting there like, you know, uh, and the Ren guy is like, um, hey, if you ever think about coming to the dark side, why don't you come over and see what it's all about? And as soon as he has this confrontation with Luke, which I get it, it probably had some emotional weight to him, but I don't think he handled it in the best way. And then the second thing is like, he he goes and he's like, I'm going to check out those dark side people. So it's like, I think it's kind of on yeah. you, man. You know, like Luke's the one trying to protect you here and you're whatever's going on in your Luke head wasn't is trying to not, protect him though. Luke was clearly trying to keep him from the dark side. Right. But in the last Jedi, Luke was going to no, kill I him. Know, <laughs> I, I know that there's that scenario or whatever, but I'm saying like Luke was never trying to say like, I don't know, dude, maybe take the dark side sometimes. Like <laughs> try this cigarette, <laughs> drink my beer. What? Like he was, he was, he was still being, Ben's uncle and in the comics yes in the movies no in the movies he says to Ray there was a moment where I thought I saw everything I didn't want him to be or something like that he feared that he was going to become the thing that he feared most which was he was going to betray everybody and be terrible to galaxy he had a moment of weakness and tried to kill him you can't say no one can say that that is not the tipping point of okay Ben Solo being like, well. I get that because without all the other context of what's been going on, I think sure. you could look at that situation. You could side with Ben like poor kid is just sitting there in his bed and his and his uncle's in the middle like of the standing night. there with the yes. yeah, yeah with the thing. But what you don't see is the crappy teenager that's always being crappy all the time. He sucks. He saw, he's mad at me for this. I didn't do anything wrong. He's yelling at me. He's throwing things at me. I'm not saying Kylo Ren is doing this, but like when you have a teenager, there's probably points in your life where you're like, I just, sometimes I wish I never had you or something like that. And it's like that causes your kid to like lose his mind or whatever. But it's like, I only got to that point because you were driving me to that point. I don't care how annoying a teenager is. There is no reason whatsoever to ever be in the middle of the night in their room about to kill them. (laughs) Don't care. Fictional or not. Yeah. I mean, it's what if you know, what if you have a vision that he's going to blow up Hosnian prime one day? You know what I mean? Like, I think we're in a different world. But Ray talked to Luke about that. She said, you made that choice for him. He well, didn't, but he didn't ever do it. That's the thing. He thought about it. Luke said he had a, like, and he, he got caught he said, thinking he said about like, it. like a blink of an eye, a flash of weakness. 
came over. But his, like, but his lightsaber was already lit and it the damage was done, basically. No, totally. But I, but I think the reason he even started to feel this way or get this from Ben is because Ben legitimately was putting out dark side vibes. Mm-hmm. Well, also, so I think there were issues with him. Even it wasn't... It wasn't like he was like honky dory and Luke had like this crazy thought. What if I just killed him one night? Like, I think there are definitely things that Ben was having issues with that led Luke to that point. So I'm trying to examine him as a character overall. I don't think you just have a great grade A Boy Scout kid that was sleeping in his tent one night and Luke comes in. And I think they make that clear in the comic. And I think they did this on purpose. Where after it happens and he confronts the other Jedi, he one lies to them, which, you know, is just a calculated thing. And two, Mm. he demeans them like you're not Jedi. I'm like the entitlement that that they put forth as who he is as a person at that point is show that that's not just like created in that moment. He had probably been you know, the arrogant Anakin type, like, no, this, I'm, this is me. I, I'm a Skywalker. I'm above yeah, all of you. I've, I've always been above you. You've never been my equal. This is how I always felt. Now I get to finally tell you and it feels great. Like that's what they're telling us at that point. Um, doesn't mean obviously I feel like it doesn't change later on when he goes the beginning through that of the journey, conversation though, he's defending himself. The Jedi immediately accuses him something before he even speaks. In the comic, but we're not talking about the comic though. We're talking about the movies. In the movies, we're not talking about the movies. We're talking, we're talking about, about the Kylo Ren. Yeah, this is this thing that happened in his life. Yeah, right. But, in, but but Ray and Poe and path. Finn, we didn't talk about the comics or the books or anything. We only really talked about the movies because I don't think they had a big pivotal thing change in their life in not in the movies. I think he's different in that regard. Like there's no, like like Finn before TFA, he was a stormtrooper and Ray was a scavenger and, and Poe was a spice runner as we all know. So we probably, um, well, I don't know. Yeah. uh, No, but I mean, overall, I mean, we can't stay in that moment forever. I mean, it's obviously a big, a big moment for the character, but I, I, let me just say this, but without getting to like his turns and his light and his dark, I love, violent, unabashed, can't control himself Kylo Ren. I I wish there were more moments like that. Smashing the console, killing people, uh, smashing his helmet, losing his mind. Like, I love that part of him. And and, um, Matt Martin was talking to us about this after the premiere. He's like, there was one scene, the scene where he's screaming more to Mm -hmm. fire more on Kylo Ren. He said he was screaming F-bombs, like, effing more effing more and they said that that was the craziest thing they had ever seen like he was unhinged filming that scene i wish they gave us a little bit more than they probably gave us as close as they could for a star wars movie but yeah adam driver said he screamed more in the last jedi or not the last jedi the rise of skywalker he did so much screaming that he lost his voice when did he scream in the movie he said that in an interview Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Off the top of my head, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just remember that because you said that. Because yeah. those are the mm-hmm. moments that I also love too about the characters when yeah. he just loses it. I but Adam Driver as an actor, I love when he loses it in any movie he's in. Like that's where he's like his best is when he pushes it over the edge. But when he's smashing the console 
And he turns around and he goes, anything else? Like, that's the part that J.J. said he fell in love with Adam Driver and was like, I made the best casting decision ever. Because he has this way of being, like, snarky and quick-witted and... The the Hux, like, that's even, like, a little Han Solo-y, too. Yes. But the Hux, like, after Snoke dies and he wakes up and Hux was, like, about to kill him and he chokes Hux... And he mm-hmm. says, like, how dare you? Like, when he's like, how dare you speak to me like that? And he just loses it and he starts choking him and he goes, the Supreme Leader is dead. That's my favorite Kylo Ren moment. And he is completely insane. Really? One of mine is uh, blow that piece of junk out, out of, of the, the sky. sky. Yeah. yeah, I mean. <laughs> so angry. Do you know, I I can't connect with that scene where he says the Supreme Leader is dead at all because I don't understand what he's saying. I feel like the line should be the supreme leader is not dead. He's saying Say, claiming that he's the supreme leader. He's saying and, you, and to me, yeah. He's saying your supreme leader is dead. In other words, like I killed your supreme leader. That's what he's telling him. Like I'm the supreme leader now. Yeah, like straight up like he he's like how dare you? I, I mean, I our get supreme, it. Our, he repeated what he said to him. He goes, "How dare you? Our supreme leader is dead." He said, "Our supreme leader." And he chokes him and goes, he repeats it to him as he's k- killing his life force says, "The supreme leader is dead." And he's like, "Cuz I did it." That's why he said that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it, that's it, my fa- that's I think it's my a weird line. line. Oh, wow. And, and I, I love it. I line. feel like if I were Hux, I'd be like I don't understand what you're trying to p- tell me. Well, he says, long live the Supreme Leader. Like, that's what you say when, isn't that what they say when kings and queens get killed? Long live? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that statement doesn't make sense. The Supreme Leader is dead. Long live the Supreme Leader. He should have said something like, the Supreme Leader is not dead. I mean, implying that he is now the new Supreme Leader. And he would have said, long live the Supreme Leader. Like that makes more sense to me. So the so uh, I, not, I don't like I don't like your version. <laughs> I I the, the other one makes no sense to me, and I don't understand why everybody gets it. You want the James Bane cut? I get it. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I I love violent, uh, unhinged Kylo Ren, and even though we got a lot of it after seeing like Ben Solo, I wish we got more more of that Kylo Ren, but. That's okay. I'll take the moments that we have and, and go with it. But sure. Um, what do you guys think of masked Kylo Ren uh, versus uh, not not versus unmasked? Because obviously unmasked, you get to see more of the character. But did you guys dig masked Kylo Ren? In TFA, I did. Last or uh, Rise of Skywalker. I keep saying Last Jedi. The Rise of Skywalker. I did not. Mm-hmm. You didn't like I, him getting it back. I felt like it was like we're selling toys. Let's put okay. the mask back on. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't yeah, think it know, added anything by having it on. So, yes, to, to me, I liked him in Force Awakens. I liked it with the mask off in Last Jedi. And then when they brought back the mask, even though it's a different mask, it's not a different mask. And that kind of bothered me. If they would have gone like the Colin Trevorrow, like a new mask right, where he new. like builds yeah. for his Supreme Leader position or something. Yeah, that's cool. But this was weird. This was like he glued his old mask back together. Just for her and to I say, don't oh, necessarily it's glued back together. know why. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we at least know one First Order <clears throat> officer likes it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, I think so. I think I guess the reason he does it is to show his devotion to Ren and the Knights of Ren and that and that whole thing because he's surrounded by them. It's almost like a very Arthurian type of mm-hmm. scene. It feels very medieval. You get the blacksmith banging the steel together, and he puts it back on to like show like. Yeah, I smashed this, but it, that I didn't smash it because I'm not devoted to what we are and what this is. Like I'm putting it back on because uh, I'm showing that I I still am the leader of the Knights of Ren, and I think that's why he puts it back on. Um, but I still like him better without the mask, though. I'll say that honestly, I think they had him put the mask back on because when he throws Bulio's head on the table, you don't see Adam Driver throwing Bulio's head on the table. You see Kylo Ren with the mask on. Because then later in the movie, when he takes it off, you have more of a, oh, it's Ben Solo. Oh, he's more understanding. He's not mean. Whereas when he has the mask on, he's like really bad. He's I'm kind he of Lacey on that. No, he's murdering people in that first scene, like straight up murdering people. And he has his mask off. But it's not a severed head. No, but he's slicing bodies in half and stabbing them through the heart and like killing them all. I guess. I don't know. Something about that juicy head just is like real gross. <laughs> Win the wall. <laughs> <laughs> does he, really does he, does he, does he, I mean, I wish Finn would have been like two steps ahead of you, Bullio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it. Awesome powers. Um, I don't know. So do you, do you guys wish um, there was a Palpatine versus Ben Solo? like a physical confrontation more than him just launching him. So, yeah, I feel like the fight at the end of the movie, the buildup isn't there because we like the Snoke one, right? You have all this buildup. She finally goes to Snoke. Snoke's really bad. He has this conversation and then they have this epic fight where Mm -hmm. they kill Snoke and then they have this battle with the guards, right? Then they have another battle later with Luke. This movie, I felt like there was a buildup, buildup, buildup and then they're like, I'm Palpatine in a wheelchair. And then they're like, yeah. Oh, wait, we can't fight you. Oh, I I agree with you. I Like there's no big battle at the end for me. I think. Is J- this a discussion on the rise of Skywalker? <laughs> I, I have two points with about ben this. Solo, though, he shows up and right. he doesn't get to fight. I, I, I do agree that there should have been more of a confrontation, a confrontation with him involved in a physical altercation. Yes. But I think JJ wanted to make sure that. Ray got the job done. You know what I mean? The fight between him and Ray is awesome. Yes, I agree. And I think that that delivered enough for me because yes. we heard you hear the stories. They filmed that for six days and the pouring and yes. the water and all that. But the jumping and everything. Can I, yeah. can I be honest? And I know people are going to hate me in the comments for this. The throne room scene isn't as good as people are saying it is in The Last Jedi because even before we saw the movie, we joked even on our podcast, like those guys are toast. They're tomato sauce. Like, no, it's the idea that he cuts Snoke in half and I then know. fights with her. I know. That's but, why it's so great. But I like sabers clashing. I like lightsaber duels. It was them two fighting. Like it was like if, if, if there were two Ninja Turtles fighting foot soldiers for five minutes, that's what that scene is to me. Right. Like, but then in the rise Sky- Skywalker, you don't get that either. You get, Oh, we're being sucked. Oh, well, hit. but you do get them fighting each other a lot, which I, was enough for me. I like yeah. you asked about. No, the end. sure. I, I'm, I'm doing two different thoughts here and I apologize because you had brought <laughs> okay. up the throne room before. 
And I like its moment because it. I remember seeing it the first time, and it surprised me. It was like, "Oh, this is now. This is happening. Holy cow! Where is this going?" And my uh, my mind starts racing, and that's that. That experience was good, mm-hmm. but looking back on that fight, it's shot well. I'm not talking about how it was made film wise. Ryan Johnson's a god. I get it. Trust me. But the that had no urgency or 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 or, or stress or anything. I'm like, they're killing these guys it's it's what happens after that's matters. so that fight itself i couldn't have cared less i felt like that fight though of them working together was in my mind setting it up in the third one that they were going to fight even harder people together like when i saw the last jedi and they were fighting together and they were fighting all these guys that were easy to kill i was like oh man wait till the last movie they're going to fight well, some crazy th- people together they kind of thought that same thing before the last jedi ended Mm-hmm. But then when That's it ended, too, right? yeah. I was like, yeah. no, they're not going to do that anymore. You know what? Though? Like, it, it or does... fight each other with a bunch of people or something. I don't know. They do, but they use their, their, their diet in the force grew stronger as we move on. And they do the same thing. It just so happens that instead of her throwing a lightsaber to him physically, she passes it to him. She takes care of the guys in that room. He takes care of the guys at the Knights of Ren in the other room. So they are fighting together, but it's through that connection with the force. Um, so I see the parallels sure. there between yes. the throne room and that. Sure. It's just the, the their strength and connection with the force was magnified. So instead of saying, Ben, catch that, it's giving it to him that mm-hmm. way so but I, I i do agree um for the the end i do wish there was a bit more um with him but um yeah i don't know i you know we can keep we'll obviously be talking more about um the character uh as we go forward do you guys have any other things you wanted to bring up about him for this particular discussion even if it's fun moments it doesn't have to be like his journey it could be a moment that you liked a favorite scene like anything else we could bring up that they'd love to hear about uh one of my favorite shots of adam driver in the rise of skywalker is when he comes out of the pit grabs ray and he's hugging her and there's probably like three to five seconds that it's just adam driver's face and you see the complete devastation like desperation everything written on his face and then he just comes to like a resolute okay this is what i'm doing like in five seconds you see it completely wash over him Mm -hmm. it is the best acting ever it is wonderful (laughs) it makes that moment better um yeah I, i agree i enjoyed it the other thing that really kind of hit me hard was when he says to ray like i can't go home or something like that i can't and then, like i can't i can't yeah right. yeah and then i think that was the moment i really kind of as watching the movie the first time that i was like oh man he's gonna die he can't go home like <laughs> yeah no <laughs> you like when he crushed that wayfinder though it was cool. Yeah. That whole fight is very <laughs> the cool. The only way you're getting to Exegol is... But, and you know that 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 black and white photo of him and JJ in that room? Mm-hmm. JJ's holding his hand like this. He's probably telling him how to... He's directing right. him how to crush that thing. I thought that's cool. Um, I got to say it's this. Like, it's like a sugar cube. He's like... <laughs> JJ holds like a Dixie <laughs> cup. He's like... And then you yeah. crush... Like, like in Jaws. And then you crush it mm-hmm. like this. Um, the moment when Leia... You see her silhouette. She says, Ben... And the sound changes and he turns from that point to when he throws his lightsaber, rips my heart out. 
like everything in between that. So um, Ray killing him, him like just breathing there like a dead shot animal on the side of the road, her healing him, Leia reaching him, Leia reaching Ray, and then the scene with Han Solo and him and the parallels between that and TFA, which were obviously on the nose, but I think important. And then him saying dad and like the field of dream stuff and him finally launching the lightsaber after seeing Han wasn't really there. Like all of that. I, I like, man, it, like it's getting me right now thinking about it. Like that's, that's powerful star Wars stuff right there. And I don't know that we saw anything like that even remotely close before this trilogy, like maybe Luke and Vader a little bit in return of the Jedi, but or Han and Leia and the Empire Strikes Back, but that is like powerful, like five minutes of Star Wars to me, and I'm glad it it exists. I'm glad we have that, and that Leia and Han brought their son back, um, in a way. I thought that's unbelievable. I like the Leia part of that. The Han part, I I get it, and, and it is heartbreaking, but it bothers me that it's not really Han. Like, it's not like a force ghost or some type of... Yeah, but... As, you know, I like, I keep going back to this, and I'm so sorry, but it's what I'm thinking of, is like Casper, where her mom comes back and talks. Like, it's her coming from somewhere. The fact that it's his memory, to me, doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm like, what? why, do you, why didn't you think this in the last movie? Why are you thinking this now? The Leia thing completely i'm like okay she's reaching out to him that's the moment the han stuff to me was just kind of out of place for me Does he should have had that moment in the second movie i think the fan theory of what leia is doing that she's projecting han yeah zero chance that's what it is zero i think the problem it's a fan theory i know it's, yeah. not, it's a I, headcanon thing i think the fan theory makes more sense than what we got. It doesn't. Well, Leia died the moment Ray stabs him. She used the last of her strength to do what she needed to do. So I think you're thinking of it like Luke in the sense that like, like he did what he needed to do and that exhausted him. So he died. This is more like the only way it's going to work is if I die. So I guess I'll die and then make it and then use what I understand about the force to make this happen. It's a memory. That's what it is. I think they confirmed right, that it's but a memory. I don't know. It's just. Well, I'll, I'll put it from weird. my perspective as like a man and who has a father and those types of connections are something not everybody can obviously understand. I have a son and I feel you feel like the person that came before you lives inside you and there's always a part of you in there. Now, when you connect with that again, that's up to every person has their own journey. So if it took his mother reaching him and making him stop. He was about to kill Ray. He, he, he won that battle, which by the way, he finally got a victory. So I count that as a victory. Uh, she pulled him. She finally pulled him and took all of her life to pull him back. And maybe that brought that back to him. Like those memories that he had the good times with his father. She turned him back to the light. Ray healed his scars. Literally even the one on his face, uh, and he was purified again so that he was able to reconnect with his good memories of his father. Uh, that's, how, that's how I saw it. So, yeah. Okay. But I get, you know, if, not everyone's going to like it, but that, I'm just saying from my, my perspective. I loved seeing Harrison Ford again. The moment's great. It doesn't make sense. 
to me. To you. In the, to you. Right. In the sense of the story. Like, I don't understand why a memory like that would present itself. Like, why does he need himself to forgive himself through his father? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's weird to me. Okay. That's fine. Uh, mm. Anything else? I see both sides of that, by the yeah. way. Like, I understand <laughs> yeah. that, it, you know, the memory is just his projection of the memory. Like, in, in Lacey's world, he's just, like, standing on the cliff, like, thinking about it and then decides to throw it. You know, the memory is only there for the audience. He's not actually there. Which know, is why but, it's confusing because they had Harrison Ford in the actual setting. If he turned around and he was back on that bridge on Starkiller, I would have been like, oh, this is clearly a memory of some sort. I mean, he says you're just a memory. He tells him that. Obvi- yes, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, she but, gets it. But uh, that's a good point, Lacey, is that like if he would have been standing there and then turned around. But I also think that might be confusing with the force jumping and stuff that they probably, were doing in the movie. Yeah. Someone would be like, I don't end, understand that the, scene. Why he is does he? turn around at the end of the exchange and he's not there. And then that's when he takes the lightsaber and just hums it. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, different strokes for different folks. I mean, I'm sure there's people It's just that- tricky because you got force ghosts and force projections and all these things. And then you're like, oh, but this one, none of that. It's just it's just what he's thinking about. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think that I'm still, by the end of the conversation, still at a point where I recognize what I said at the beginning, which is I, I think this is a character that the way they've told the story is Mm -hmm. going to is is just enough of that juicy controversy that it's always (laughs) going to be something that um people are willing to discuss and that's in a weird way like as much as we don't like we want everybody to like why can't we all just get along and love star wars part of the discussion of what we did and didn't like about star wars is the thing that keeps star wars going we feel just passionate enough about how it should have went this way or this way like there are people who are who will jump at the chance to talk about how much they hate the prequels because they want to have that discussion about they want to bring it back like i hated what they did here i hated what they did here they never should have added this yeah. you know so um uh, if you really didn't care, you would just not talk about it. You sure, know? right. Sure. So yeah, I think I think that the, the the sequel trilogy and specifically Kylo Ren's character is one of those things that we even knew going into the movie. No matter what they did, it was going to be a subject of controversy, and it was going to please some people, please not please others, and for a lot of people, be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> for probably the largest majority of people, they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Lacey, final thoughts? I love Kylo Ren in the first two movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's well, it. Kylo Ren's only in half of the first, the second one. No, I'm, or the third one, I mean. <laughs> Never mind. Bad joke. Didn't work. Didn't land. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's, and say, I think his best movie was half. The Last Jedi. Yeah, probably. We they They say, everyone keeps saying half. But I think it's like the last 20 minutes. Like he's Kylo Ren for most of the movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, I think this is one of those characters that is going to um, always be a topic of discussion, topic of debate and stuff like that. I think we handled this really well here. Um, but I think as time goes on, like James, you brought up a good point about the prequels, about how like 
that changed over time. Um, but people will still bring their narratives to the table. But uh, I think about like Jar Jar Binks, like most people hated the character 20 years ago and now mm-hmm. people have sympathized to it. You already have a great character in Kylo Ren. So however you feel about it, you know, people are going to grow up and like mature about how they felt about it. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I was so obsessed with this happening or that happening and you know, back then. And I think as time goes on, people are going to be coming together more about this character and be like, man, the, that sequel trilogy, I, I, I love watching those movies. Uh, and I love Adam Driver and what he did. I'm so glad they got him for Star Wars. Look, he's won two Oscars now and that sort of thing. So I think just in general, we have a great Star Wars character, very complex, a great villain, a great turn to the light, a great story for, for kids to uh, to watch and see unfold, and a great actor by Adam Driver in Star Wars. So we'll always have it, which is awesome. So uh, that, that I guess that's it for this discussion on uh, Kylo Ren, Ben Solo. Obviously, we'll he'll be back in our discussions down the line without a doubt, and especially like James, you said, uh, when that comic run is done, maybe we can revisit the backstory a bit more too. Um, so we hope you guys enjoyed that. Let us know in the comments what you think about the character, our favorite moments, all the stuff we talked about. Uh, and if there's anything that we missed that you want to bring up, hit it in the comments. Hit us on Twitter at RBATSWNN, and uh, we'll continue it uh, as always. But speaking of RBATSWNN, we post the next next segment to you guys, and Lacey's going to take us through your resistance transmissions. Every week... John puts up a crazy, wacky situation, and then you guys give your answers. So this week was a caption this photo, and the photo was Finn and Poe in some type of space. It looks like Ochi ship, right? Mm-hmm. That's a Ochi ship, yeah. Yeah. I can tell by the shades in the front. Um, yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I remember in the movie, I was like, it's so dusty. You got to wipe that off or something. Yeah. All right. It looks like a, a mobile home from the 90s or something. <laughs> right. Um, and it's Poe and Finn sitting in the chairs to pilot it, but they're looking at each other. This looks like a behind the scenes shot where they're laughing. They're having a great time. Oh, how I wish I was in this photo right now. All right. So. First up is Dekine Awakens at Dekine Vacans, who said, John, as in John Boyega, quote, and I said, you ain't going to Disney plus me. And Oscar said, they asked me the same thing. And I said, nope. John laughs. Oscar, unless Carrie Russell is in, then, well, maybe. John <laughs> nods in total agreement. <laughs> He's yeah. a, Mark's so good <laughs> at these. Next is Schumel at Schumel 2000 said 2000 <laughs> said in their defense she didn't know it was her brother. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Next is Craig at X-Wing Xing and he said Finn Poe get this I was on Tatooine visiting Ray because she lives there forever and will never leave because people think that. And some old lady rolls up on a Kirkland Opie? Eopie. Eopie? And asked who I am. I said Finn. She said Finn who? And I look over and see BB-8 and just tell her, Finn BB-8. Or Finn B-8. <laughs> Finn B-8? Because <laughs> he's BB-8. So he took the B off. B-8. He took BB-8's last name, which is B-8, according to Craig. 
Oh. Okay. Yeah. I love how he had to add, <laughs> I visited Ray on Tatooine because that's where people think she lives now. She does not live there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Up next is Sean Santarude at Rude Cold. How rude, Sean. He said, Poe. And then I was like, I have an urgent message for General Hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Justin Reed at Justin 011691. And he said, John Boyega, they really think I'm jealous of Adam and Daisy like they're in a real life relationship or something. Oscar, don't they know that we just play these characters in a movie and it's not real life? Ooh, that is a dig. <laughs> don't they? <laughs> Up next is Micah Harrison at Micah X Machina. And he said, Poe, imagine if the reason Ray is taking so long was because she wanted to stand out there in the desert and just like wait for the Supreme Leader for the First Order <laughs> to not just find her, but all but all of us even after she told you it was okay. <laughs> Finn. Yeah. Haha, that would be mad. Wait, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> Next that is, would be mad. That's his like yeah. accent. Mad. I can hear it. McClunky the Penguin at J. Mikey <laughs> Mania said Poe. There he is. I can't believe James Bainey turned pro wrestler. Finn, I know, but <laughs> did you hear that wrestling voice he does? Amazing. James, you got to give us a little bit. I don't even remember it. Yeah, it you was, do. No, I don't. Ryan 100%. Johnson, he's out of here. <laughs> Ryan Johnson, is that it? Yeah. He's out of here. Johnson. Get out of here. That's I. Don't. It's a little raspy. It's like Ryan Johnson. Get yeah. out of here. As you escalated, it got more and more. Yeah. More. Uh, next is Joshua Bullard at Darth Glucosa, and he said, "Poe." So I said to him, "Buddy, you smell like a rotting tauntaun. The only spice I got that's gonna do any." Anything remotely close to helping you is Old Spice. Uh, hello. <laughs> All right. And then last but not least spice is runner. Jeff P. Skywalker. Man, everyone's a Skywalker this now. This family just yeah, won't I R.I.P. Bert That's Project Convy Luminous. Said Oscar. And then Daisy said, the ending will be less controversial than Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Do, man, you, guys did think, they do you guys think it was? Yes. Do I think you think was... Game of Thrones was less controversial than Star Wars? No. For Star Wars fans, it's a different story. For general public, I think Game of Thrones was a bigger deal. That's I'm 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 still with you. Yeah, yeah. I I do think she ended up being right on that, but it is kind of what it's funny because it's like not that much less, you know. <laughs> right, like right. people, like people Still who like Game of Thrones that I talk to, like eighty percent of them are like the last season sucked, and even people who love the show. Whereas most people I talk to about the rise, the end of episode or not the epi- end of the Skywalker saga are like, oh, I like that movie. So Game of Thrones, I think, was way more poisonous. Yeah. I know sure. you two I didn't watch d- the series, but <sighs> brutal. Hmm. It'd be like it'd be like the Skywalker saga ending on eight <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess we talked about that, and I don't know. Maybe it would have been better. All right, all right, guys. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at r b a t s w n n. And then every week, John puts up a scenario, and you give your answers, and then you make me happy. Sometimes. All right, back to John. <laughs> 
All right, guys. <laughs> thanks so much for listening and watching and being a part of the resistance. We hope you enjoyed the episode here. Uh, make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, or YouTube, or uh, any of the other formats you can find podcasts. We're there, believe it or not. Uh, even some we've never heard of. Uh, make sure you're going to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, tpublic.com slash user slash resistance broadcast. Get yourself a Supreme Leader t-shirt or makes it a too happen. Uh, resistance broadcast logos. And we may have some other stuff coming down the line for you guys. So uh, pick up your swag there. Um Patreon, uh, we can't thank enough uh, our patrons who support us. Uh, you're probably noticing mm-hmm. a lot of other videos popping up on our YouTube channel. That's all thanks to our Patreon mm-hmm. supporters. Um, and we have a lot of exclusive content, as Lacey mentioned earlier, popping up there pretty much every day that Lacey facilitates for us, including eight to nine mini episodes every month. And we have some new stuff that we're starting to conjure up now because we like to mix things up and add stuff as we go. So I want to say thank you to everyone who supports us over there. It's patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you want to support us and get more content, check it out. Thank you. Uh, Extra special thanks to our generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, J.G. Carr, Seth Kime, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, Michael Gaines, and Val Trichkoff. Generals, thank you so much. Uh, We can't do it without you, so we really appreciate it. Uh, You guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at StarWarsNewsNet.com. And, uh, yeah, James. Instagram and Twitter at Meyer Trunks. Nice. Uh, Backwards. Oh, all right. Lacey. People can find me loving Kylo Ren and Ben Solo, like always, at Lacey Gillerin on Instagram and Twitter. That's it, guys. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. And as always, you know it. We'll be back with you guys on Monday morning with another episode of the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. <laughs> <laughs>